Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. It's Friday. I'm excited. Come on, y'all. Oh, yeah, coming in fast this morning. Oh, my goodness. Let me go do what I'm supposed to be doing, which is sharing. I get so excited to see you guys. Sometimes I forget. It's like, where'd you go? Where are you doing? Nidhi is sharing right now. Good morning. Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh my gosh. Do me a favor. Um, go share the video. Go put it on someone's timeline. Go give it to someone else. Let someone else um, experience what we're going to experience today. Of a ponytail. Don't leave someone out, right? <laughs> Don't leave anyone out today. Let them experience what we're experiencing today. Ooh, come on, y'all. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. Good morning, Katina. Good morning, Auntie. Um, good morning, Nia. Good morning, Malisha. Good morning, Shamana. Good morning, Shanquita. How y'all doing today? Oh, hey, beautiful. Good morning, Meredith. Oh, my coffee is great. Um, good morning, Sandra. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Thea. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning, Jamika. Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, my God. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, my God. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you, Father. We thank you. 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 How y'all doing this morning? Good morning, Hood. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Nikki. Hey, Nikki. Good morning, Kirby. Good morning, Kiara. How y'all feeling this morning? Good morning, April. Let's um put in the comments something that we are grateful for. Let's do that. Let's share that in the comments. Something um, we are grateful. Shamanda says she blessed. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Let's put something we're grateful for in the comments. Come on. Oh, my God. I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. Good morning, Deshana. Good morning, Ramonda. Come on, y'all. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, Sierra. Good morning, Tammy. Good morning, Teresa. Oh, yeah. Shamanda says she's grateful for his love. And her girls, I so get that. Um, if you don't know, if you're new to the devotional, I have five sons and five grandsons. And I am so grateful that my lineage is so strong and my heritage is so rich with my five sons and my five grandsons. Like, I am just so grateful for them. My oldest son will be 30 this October. And the baby boy is pulling up the ranks and he will be 13 in December. So I have them from 30 to 13 um, and they are just my joy. Oh, my God. And I just love them so much. And they are all born. They are all so different. 
Um, they were all born so different. And so it is just a joy to see them, even in situations that are not um, the best. It's still a joy to know that God gave them to me and that um, I get to see God's hand in their life. Uh, the word of God says, train up a child in the way she should go. You know, and so I get to see God's hands in their life, even when they are in their different seasons. And I didn't used to understand that. Like I used to take their seasons so personal, like and make it about me. But now I understand that their seasons are their seasons and I get to cover them in prayer and I get to cover them in love and I get to walk with them through their journey. I wish I would have understood this a long time ago, not to take the things that they go through in life personal, but to remember that this is part of their journey, part of their seasons. And my part of it is what I'm involved in and everything else is between them and God, right? And so I'm enjoying that so much, right? Um, yeah, I'm grateful. Someone else said, I'm grateful for God's unselfish love. Sassy says she's grateful for God's grace. Me too, my aunt says she's got grateful for God's unselfish love. So I'm definitely grateful for my sons. You know what I'm grateful for? That I get to minister and share the word of God. That, that That's the call of my life. That's what he called me to do. I'm just grateful that that's my assignment. And I get to do that. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to speak into the lives of God's people. So I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for Wi-Fi or I wouldn't be able to do that. Come on. We're going to spend a few more moments in gratitude and then I'm going to get in this word. I'm grateful for Wi-Fi, like for real, because if I didn't have Wi-Fi, we wouldn't be able to give you what I'm giving you today. Uh, I'm grateful for all the technology that God has afforded me. I'm thankful for even some of my desires, my pink room, <laughs> um, because my house is so male. Um, I'm grateful for my pink room, my son, Josiah. Um, updated me, colored it, decorated it for me. So I'm grateful for also his design. I'm just thankful. Like, I'm just thankful for him. I'm thankful for so many things. I have so many things to be thankful. And if you're having a hard morning, morning this morning, I promise you, if you start your morning out with Thanksgiving, it will shift your perspective. I taught something once called Count It Up, right? You can find it on YouTube. Count It Up. Find ways to count it up. Find ways to count up your blessings. Find ways to number. And one of the things I always say is just start tapping and touching the things around you. Like if you start tapping and touching the things around you, it'll remind, you know, sometimes I'm just like, Lord, thank you for my hair. Um, and that sounds so strange. Um, but last year I started losing hair. <laughs> My hair was um, shedding so bad, right? My hair was shedding so bad. I was losing hair. And thank you for the Shauna. Oh, who just said, just give me the next 30 to 45 days. We can, we can save this. We don't have to cut it. And I did. I was like, I trusted her. Um, I made sure I was doing the things that I needed to do in the natural. And she revived and restored my hair. But my hair was doing something where I, we didn't know if we were going to have to cut it off and start all over. So a lot of times I'm like, Lord, thank you for my hair. <laughs> like, thank you for saving my hair. Thank you for restoring my hair. It's just the little things for me of how intentional he is 
with us um, and how he's concerned about everything we're concerned about. So I don't forget to thank him for things that would seem obsolete. I thank him for coffee <laughs> um, because there was times where I couldn't afford it. My God, I thank him for lights and hot water. There were um, there was a season in our house um, where we were just financially in a strange place and we did not have hot water. And we were like that for some months. We were boiling water to take baths. Um, and I'm talking about in my adult life, my adult married life. And so I don't take having hot water for granted. There's been seasons and times where there was not food in my house. And I'm talking about in my adult life since I've been in ministry. And the Lord always um, sent something my way. Sometimes obedience takes a sacrifice or God pulls us into a place where his desire is just for us to um, lean on him, right? I didn't understand that season, right? I didn't understand that season, but God was faithful to me in that season. So I'm always grateful for the food that I have. Like, and I tell my kids that we will always be grateful for the school. I'm, I'm grateful for my kids' schools, right? I'm, I'm so grateful for their school because um, we go to a private school and the Lord provides their scholarships. The Lord provides their tuition payments. I'm grateful for my car. Um, I have been in such a transition where cars have concerned since I started ministry. And God has just been so faithful to my life, like um, to provide for me um, transportation so that I can do his business. And that's what I tell him. My car ain't about me. I tell the Lord all the time. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for my transportation that you give me. Um, to be able to handle your business, um, to be able to be thankful. So I'm always trying to find some kind of way to thank him. I thank him for my clothes, right? Because he provides my clothes for me. I don't provide my clothes for myself. God provides my clothes for me. So I don't take that stuff for granted. And I also try to take care of my stuff because he provides that for me. Come on. I'm just talking about gratitude this morning. I thank him for my friendships and my sisterhood. And I try not to take those relationships for granted because we can take people for granted. We will forget that people are such precious gifts. Um, we will forget the divine connections and we will haphazardly handle those relationships. And so I don't take those relationships for granted. And anytime I find myself taking those relationships for granted, and I've had seasons, don't let me lie. I've had to repent and come back to myself and the way that I steward over the relationships that mean most to me is I pray over them. I stand in the gap and cover them um, no matter what, no matter how I'm feeling towards them, because relationships are important. Relationships the way are the kingdom. No man, no person was created to be on a long island. So I'm grateful for those relationships. I'm always um, grateful for those relationships um, and try not to lean into my own understanding where those relationships were. So gratitude. Uh, my, I got to teach for my home church Wednesday night. I got to teach Bible study. An apostle texts me and said, you need to bottle up some of that joy juice you got. <laughs> and I was like, man, he was like, you need to bottle up some of that joy juice, but it is so hard. And y'all don't know, it's been rough for the last two years for me. It really has. It has been rough. It's not been a light rough. It's been a hard rough. Um, it's been a hard rough the last two years. The last two years have really been rough. Um, but the joy that I have really comes from me understanding my salvation and really getting, um, 
the realization who Jesus is and how much he loves me and that there's no situation that's bigger than God, right? And so working through this process with him over the last few years has humbled me. Can I be honest? It's humbled me. Working through the last few years um, has recentered me. This last six months had recentered me because I think I was becoming um, a little selfish in some places and maybe even a little prideful in my humility, which God never wants us prideful in humility. Um, and the Lord has been showing me just some things that I needed to do a deeper work on. So the last six months have been so personal for me. This season six is about really understanding who I am in Christ Jesus and removing all the other things outside of my life that do not line up for his word. So that brings me to a place to remind you, never get content in who you are. Don't think you there. Don't think you don't arrive. Don't, don't think you got it all together. Don't ever think you in such a place that you're untouchable. Like it's just so many ways. Don't ever think that there's not more work for God to do in you. There's always more work for God to do in you. There's always more work for God to do. Every time I'm in the word of God, he reveals something in me. And sometimes when we're called to preaching in ministry, we think that he's there to reveal stuff um, in others, but he's really there to reveal stuff in us. He is not giving you revelation just for you to have for others. It's your personal testimony. Um, that's going to help you overcome the testimony of what Jesus did in your life. And it's your personal testimony and your love walk that's going to draw others. Woo! It's your love walk that's going to draw others. So, Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for um, um, just all that you've done for us. Thank you for every person that touches this live today. Lord, I pray that this live spread like wildfire that everyone knows the measure of your love, that they come into your presence today and that they experience you in new ways. Lord God, we are desperate for a fresh touch from you today. So your children are here before you, Lord God, asking you touch to touch us, asking you to cleanse us, asking you um, for strength, asking you to sustain us, asking you, Lord God, for the same mind that's in Christ Jesus to be in all of us. Lord God, we thank you, Father God, for fresh grace and brand new mercies. We thank you, Lord God, that you're opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for the same mind that's in Christ Jesus and all of us. Lord God, we bring every care and burden before you this morning. We will not let our cares and burdens um, be the weightiness of us through the day. So we cast our children before you. We cast marriages. We cast our singleness. We cast our finances. We cast our health before you right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, we are open to receive more from you. Holy Spirit, do a deeper work in us. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for all of y'all that are sharing and tagging others. Um, if you are new to the devotional, just drop something and let us know. Um, I want to share with you this morning. Um, I titled this Everywhere the Word Touches. Um, we're still in this journey. Um, we've been learning, um, understanding. We've been coming into the reality and truth of who we are in Christ Jesus. The Lord is refining us, pruning us, peeling back the layers. We are in the master's hand. There is no greater position to be in his hand and to allow him to reshape you, reform you, 
um, to pull you into a different place. This is a new season for you. Um, and sometimes new seasons don't look as fruitful as we think, but God is doing a work from the inside out. Would you put that in the comments? Would you put that in your notes today? That God is doing a work from the inside out. So if you don't see what the Lord is doing for you, come on, Holy Spirit manifesting on the outside yet i promise you there is a greater work and then the lord is re uh, is aligning you with who you were created to be in the first place Woo! who you were created to be in the first place not the old you but the new you that came from um accepting christ jesus i wish somebody would have taught me this i promise you and i would not have let the weight of my sins um just do me the way that they did me. But I'm also grateful that no one taught me this so that I could have the experiences that I have and share them with you so that you don't have to go through some of the things that I've gone through because my testimony will be proved to you through the word of God. And you can take what I share with you and learn how to apply it to your life. That's the call of my life to share with you the experiences, to bring the personal relationship with God in full view of an impersonal world. So God is doing a work on you from the inside out, baby. And it's God doing the work. 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 Philippians 1 and 6 tells us God completes us, right? Your only position is to trust and obey God. Your only job is to keep coming into his presence. It's God working you from the inside out. So you may not see it on the outside. And then can I tell you what he's telling me in my spirit today? That he's preparing you for what's to come next, right? And so he has to prune us so that we are mature enough and responsible enough for what he's calling us to. Woo! Come on now. He has to mature us. A lot of times we don't want the maturation process. A lot of times we don't want to experience um, the things that um, we're experiencing, but you need the maturation process, right? You need the maturation process so that you can grow. You need the maturation process so that you can be responsible for where the Lord is taking you, right? Say you have never, like you don't have a house and you need a house and you believe in God for shelter, right? There's a, sometimes, can I be honest with you? The Lord will leave you in one place until you prove to him that you're responsible enough to handle the next level of blessings. We want blessings without responsibility and stewardship is a huge part of kingdom. We are not walking into things for things. We are walking into things because of glory. Everything you have in your life is for the purpose and the glory of God. And if you will ever get revelation of that, you will be more, um, first of all, responsible with things, right? But you will also sit in place and sit still and wait on the Lord to complete the work in you so that you will not be harmful when God pulls you to a certain place or a certain platform or into new doors. When God gave me, come on, Holy Spirit, when God gave me women's ministry, can I just be honest with you? I grew up very tomboyish. Um, I did not understand all of my time, my identity in Christ Jesus. I really, can I say this, Holy Spirit? I really didn't care for women. <laughs> I did. I really didn't care for women. Um, I felt like I wasn't designed or built like most women. 
And then when the Lord called me and said, I'm calling you into women's ministry, you're going to lead, you're going to have one of the leadership roles in a women's women's ministry. I thought I was about being, I thought I was being pumped. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I'm still holy for those of y'all who may flow a little different. Anybody who knows me, I flow a little, I flow a little different. I thought I was being pumped. Like I thought this was a promise. Like, Lord, I feel like I'm being pumped. Like, what do you mean you want me to start a ministry for women? You know, I don't even get along with women. What is going on here? Right. But then he began to show me that I was the same as the women that I didn't care for. <laughs> I was the same for the women. Like I was the same for the, of the women that I didn't care for. He showed me my haughtiness. He showed me my prideful. Um, the more I was in his presence, the more he began to restore my identity. I didn't even realize I didn't know my true identity. I didn't understand my femininity, who I was in as I was feminine. My feminine side, I was hardened. Um, world and life will harden us and steal our femininity. And femininity is part of the beauty of who we created as women. And so he began to do a greater work in me because there was a generation and a people that I was called to, come on, y'all, that would need me. Ah! There, there was a generation and a people that I was called to that would need me. But he determined the call, not me. He determined the positioning, not me. He determined who I would serve, not me, right? So I was resistant. I didn't, when people are like, oh my gosh, the Lord caught me in the ministry. I'm like, baby, there is a responsibility to this that I, I cannot explain to you. So when I first got called in the ministry, I was not happy. I didn't even necessarily want to, I, had, I come from a, a place of preachers. I didn't want the call. I didn't want to call. I was like, Paul, on the road, I've been in church all my life, being persecuted and prosecuted. But the Lord has something greater in me that I didn't even know was in me. God was doing a greater work from the inside out, right? So remember I told you Hebrews 4 and 12, we talked about the word of God being alive and being active and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating the dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow, judging the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, right? So what the word of God was doing is, and this type of uh, sword that it's talking about, um, it's a sword that can cut the flesh in context. It's a sword that can cut the flesh. When the word of God talks about joints and marrow, joints and marrows are difficult places. Joints and marrows are difficult places. Joints and marrows are hard to get to. So what he was saying here is the word gets to the hard places and the things that we don't even see, right? So when I say it's working from the inside out, what the word was doing in Lakeisha, right? It wasn't about the physical manifestation. I thought the physical manifestation was me preaching. Oh, me getting out. Oh, you called me to preach. Let me get out and preach. I thought that was... That was the physical manifestation of what God was trying to do. But what was do what he was doing every time I did the devotional, the word was getting down to the joints and the marrows, the ligaments and the tissues, the parts that are really, really hard. And it was severing the old me from the real me. Come on now. The word severs. 
the old you from the real you. There is a real you that you have yet to experience yet, right? And so this morning, I got just a few more minutes. I'm not going to be able to get all of this in today. Or I'm going to let the Holy Spirit go as much as he possibly can. Um, so the 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 I wrote everywhere Jesus touched or Jesus went, he healed, right? Um, and so every time I presented myself as a living sacrifice, that's what Romans 12, 1 and 2. I always think about putting myself on the altar in my devotional time. Every time I show up in my devotional space, in my altar time, and I present myself as a living sacrifice before God because I want to be pleasing to him, right? I think of it from the place or the revelation the Lord gave me was everywhere Jesus went, he healed. Woo! Come on now. Everywhere Jesus went, he healed. So every time you're getting the word in you, something is transforming and changing. Come on, y'all. Something is transforming and changing. So Matthew 4 and 23, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among people, right? Jesus came so that we could regain our true identity. Now, when you are sick, right? Can I be honest with you? When you are sick, um, think of this from this way. Um, you're labeled like she has cancer. Um, he has sickle cell. Often when there's a sickness present, it's tied to our identity as if this is the full measure. Um, think of the, the book or the teaching on the scarlet letter. She was branded by our, her sin. She was branded by her mistakes. Often in life, we're branded by our experiences. And Jesus came to heal that. Woo! My God. Jesus came to heal that. Jesus came to change that. And so when I say everywhere the word touched, right? Um, something or someone was healed or restored. You have to see Jesus as the word. Woo! My God. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is referred to the word. The Greek word for this is logos, right? So when I read the word of God, I'm studying the word of God. I'm getting a little bit of Jesus in me. Woo! Come on, come on, come on. So when Romans 12 and 2 tells us, do not be conformed to this world, right? But to renew, renew, renew our mind, renew our mind, renew our mind. Jesus said, I'm thinking John 14, what is it? 26, where he was saying to him, I'm sending you an advocate. I'm sending you somebody who's going to bring you the truth, right? So John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. Jesus is referred to God. The word, Christ is the logos. Christ is the word of God. So every time you're in a position where you're paused and you're getting the word of God in you, this is why the enemy fights devotional time with God so hard. This is why he fights um, this is why he wants you to have a limited perspective about your relationship with God. So every time I'm getting that word in me, something in me has is being transformed, right? Something. In, and when you get into that first book of John, um, John was counteracting all the false beliefs about God, right? So he was proving that in the beginning, God created all that exists. Ah! He was proving that in the beginning, God created all 
that exists, right? So 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, I don't have but a few minutes. You got to chew this. You got to eat this, right? You got to eat this up. It says, therefore, woo! somebody put in the comments, therefore, oh my God, Lord, I, and if it's there, <laughs> it's for a reason. He says, therefore, oh my God, come on, Lord, teach us this thing this morning. Therefore, my God, <laughs> it says, therefore, anytime we see the word, therefore, it says for that reason or consequently, that's what it means when we see therefore, put therefore in the comments. He says, therefore, Katina, he says, therefore, Cheryl, he says, therefore, Tanisha, he says, therefore, Shira, he says, therefore, Shamana, he is saying, therefore, what he's saying is for this reason, Woo! come on now, for this reason, you do not serve a dead God or a listless Jesus. I'm telling you this. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come and the old is gone. There is new here. I wish someone would have taught me that when I accepted Jesus Christ, it wasn't just, you know how we hear the old man is gone, right? But the old person is completely gone. Christ's death changed the way God sees us. Therefore, you have been changed. Can I tell you something? This is not the old you. Oh, come on now. This is not the fallen version. When you accepted Jesus Christ, see, this is why I told you I went back and got baptized when I was um, 27. Because at eight, I did not get this. So at 27, I had to go back and get in the water and get a fresh revelation of really what it meant to me for me to accept Jesus. I did not get it. I was religious had a whole lot of church in me, was living like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, it meant, and, and missing the experience of Jesus. And the reason that this was evident, because the Holy Spirit is in me after I accept Jesus, right? But there was no evidence of his fruit in my life, which is the joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those things were not being evident in my life, right? So, so I'm changed from the fallen version of myself to being associated with the righteousness of Christ. The old version, can I give you this this morning? The old version of you cannot be recovered. <laughs> you ought to run. You are, that's why I told you, I said, I do not allow anybody <laughs> to talk to me about the old part of who I am because the old version of you the old version of you, right? Um, that the old version of you is gone and cannot be recovered. Ooh! You don't even want to recover the old you. You don't even want the old you. You don't even want to go back to the place of who I used to be and I used to do this. The old version cannot even be recovered. That system has failed. That system is gone. So the old agendas, ooh! the old ideas, are gone and replaced with new agendas, a new purpose that aligns with Christ's vision for us. Oh, my God. Gone, gone, gone. We don't even want to recover that old us. We don't, you know what? Somebody prophesied something over me and it was so powerful. They were like, we don't even want the devil to restore what was stolen. Because everything that God has for you is so new. Woo! You need to put that in your notes. 
everything that God has for me is so new. Woo! Come on, y'all. Nobody taught you about this, Jesus. Everything that God has for you is so new. So we're not even trying to recover those old dreams and those old agendas. We only want the purpose that aligns with Christ's vision is gone. The old humanity is gone. The old law is gone. There is no possibility of the old any longer. Ooh, come on. That's why you, can I tell you something? That's why you need to be in new circles. Oh my God. That's why you need to be in new circles. That's why you need to be around women of faith. That's why you need to be around other people that'll build you up and not even want to refer to the old you. They just want the new you. Woo, come on now. Mark 5 and 25, I'm getting ready to close, okay? Y'all just give me just a few more minutes of your time. Mark 25, 34, Luke 8, 34, 49. I need to present this to you through the woman of the issue of blood. I'm going to close here. <laughs> I'm going to close our devotional this Friday with this, something for you to chew on, right? So the old way of you is completely gone, right? So I renew my mind in the word so that I can receive the new me. That's why I'm renewing my mind in the word. The word becomes the authority in my life. I'm renewing my mind to Shannon so the new me can re, can, can bust verse forth. And God completes this and it does it and it doesn't happen all at once. It does not. So you'll be zealous at first, excited at first, and then it'll look a little different, right? So I want to talk to you about the woman with an issue of blood. And I want you to make this parallel to wherever you are in life, right? Because we all got some kind of issue. Come on, put that in the comments, put that in your notes. We all got some kind of issue. We all got something that the Lord needs to deal with. We all got something that the word needs to work out of us, right? Ooh. So we see this certain woman, this woman with the issue of blood, right? And my issue may not be hers. She had been bleeding for 12 years, but I'm telling you, I still got an issue. <laughs> I'm telling you, I still got something I need worked out of me. I'm telling you, there is something in me that still tries, I told you, I, we talked about the two people. There is an old Lakeisha that still struggles to be present, but she is gone. She is gone. She is gone. She is gone. And here this woman is, she has spent everything she had to get healed. And she's seen all kinds of doctors. And can I tell you how I see this in the spirit? We do the same thing. We spend everything we have trying to figure out our identity. Oh my God. We spend time, we spend effort, we move around, we, we spend it on wrong relationships. Come on now. We spend everything we have, we do, we spend it in places trying to gain, gain our identity, right? And so here she was. Um, she had spent everything she had and she knew Jesus was about to be in this part of town, right? And she presses into a space. First of all, she is not supposed to be there. She is already an outcast. Many of you have felt like you were an outcast. Come on now. And she presses into a space because this is the last thing. And, and sometimes we wait until we have nothing else. And sometimes I think God lets us get to a place where we have nothing else and we have to come face to face with him. Can I be real with y'all? When my husband died, I was at a place where I had nothing else. I had built so much up into this relationship. I'm just going to be honest. When I married my husband, I actually thought he was going to help save me. I had built, and that is not why the Lord took him. So don't go there. 
but I've gotten a lesson in that, right? <laughs> so in this process of understanding, I didn't realize how much I was leaning on him. I didn't realize how much my faith was dependent upon him. And so when he left, I was in a position where I felt like I had nothing left. <laughs> and it would bring me to a face-to-face -face presence with God that I would reach for God in such a tangible way that it would transform and change my life. Woo! It would transform and change my life. It would, it would transform and it would change my life, right? So here this woman is, she's reaching to touch a Jesus, the word, come on y'all, that would transform her life. And she touched him in such a way. Remember, they're in the crowd. The disciples are, you can go read the whole story. The disciples are all around. And Jesus is like, who touched me? And the disciples are like, Jesus, you crazy. There's a million people who touched you. And Jesus is like, no, 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 Ranel. No, 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 Kelly. No, 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 Sandra. No, this was a different type of touch. This was a touch that was desperate for something different. This was a this was a touch that was desperate for something different. This was a touch that everything else that that she had spent her time on, oh my God, everything else that she would not satisfy that. This was a desperate, thirsty touch, right? My God, oh my God. So when he, when he was asking, he was like, "Who did this?" Right? And then he turned around and he says. She finally says, because she scared me, <laughs> me, I touched you, me, I'm, I'm the one that touched you, uh, it was me. Then Jesus looks at her and says, daughter, <laughs> daughter, 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 your faith has made you whole. This was a faith that said, I don't want to live like this. This was a faith that said, you made me more than an outcast. This was a faith that says, I know that there is so much more to me. This was a faith that said, there is much more to my current situation. This was a faith that said, I can't afford to trust man with my healing any longer. This was a faith that said, Jesus, I need you. This was a faith. This was the faith. This is the faith that transforms you. This is the faith that brings you from glory to glory. This is the faith that will transform you from the inside out. That's why we spend time renewing ourselves, our minds in the word of God so that that faith continues to transform. And I'm going to tell you, the mind battles will tell you it's not real. The mind battles will tell you this is not the kind of Jesus and faith and God we serve. Religion will tell you God is out to punish you. Um, religion will not teach you the measure 
of his grace. It will teach you more the weight of your sins. But there is a God and a Jesus and a word that was sent to transform you so that you could live in the new you. Every word the word touches, it heals. Every word the word touches, it heals. And you don't heal yourself. God is doing. That's why we present. That's why we on the devotional. That's why we up. That's why we in our word. That's why we spend time with him. And I want you to do me a favor. Don't compare your situation, your story, your process to anyone else. It looks different for all of us. Just keep showing up. Keep keep letting the word get in you. Keep praying the word over you, over your children. And then let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in all of us. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Father God, for a faith that reaches for something greater than we can imagine. I thank you for transforming us. I thank you for clearing up any confusion. The old us is not even recoverable. So, Father God, I thank you for submitted, repentant hearts. Father God, we repent for living in a less than version of ourselves. And we receive your glory and we receive your presence. And we thank you, Father God, for the brand new us. Thank you that your resurrection power is alive in us. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. God loves you. Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to partner with this ministry, partnership is how we feed the streets. Partnership is how we continue to get the gospel throughout the world. If this, um, the Lord places it on your partner to partner to give, we call our people who give our partners. You partner with this ministry. Go to the website, lmjministries.org. You can give there. You can cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. You can give there. Lord, bless the giving of your people in Jesus' name. Father God, thank you for restoring your people. And I want to offer one more thing. Is if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is how you start. Listen, don't, don't let the enemy talk to you about what you're not. You don't have to get it all right to get to Jesus. I got tattoos everywhere. Um, when I accepted Jesus Christ, I was not. When the Lord called me into ministry, I was simple. And he was telling me about my call. I I was not right, all righteous and right when the Lord called me. I was not. But the call was very apparent and very clear. And right before I started walking in my call, I went back into the water because I realized I didn't think I wasn't really saved. I didn't know what salvation meant at eight. So it was important for me. I really just got saved at 27, even though I had been in church all my life. Right? So I'm praying that this is your moment. And it starts with the confession of faith. And then the next part of it is, I want to disciple you. I want you to keep showing up here every morning. Every morning we have this, I want you to keep showing up so that I can disciple you, so that I can continue to speak and to pour into your life so that you understand who you are in Christ. And if that is you and you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat after me, dear Jesus. I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. 
If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, info at justbeinglmj.com. And what we're going to do is send you some material so I can continue to disciple you. I love you. God loves you. Do me a favor. Go share this devotional. If you haven't shared the devotional, I'm praying that the Lord move your heart to share it now, that you not be afraid to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Someone needs to see this on your timeline so that they can know that they can be brand new, have a fresh start, and live in the fullness of who God called them to be. We are not just waiting to get to heaven. There is a life for us here. I love y'all so much. Ladies, do not forget the prayer call in the morning. Hey, go subscribe to the website if you want to keep up with us, lmjministries.org. Go subscribe to the website and it'll, it'll, it'll give you all the connection to what we have going on. Ladies, we got the prayer call in the morning, 7 a.m., I promise you want to be there. This prayer call is a little bit different. We get devotion. You get a little bit of mentorship. You get a whole lot of sisterhood. And you get a whole lot of love in Jesus. I'll see y'all in the morning at 7 a.m. Ladies only. I'll see y'all then. Love y'all so much. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.